What is up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horde, and this is this is the NWA. It's the podcast or the show celebrating the past, present, future, history, legacy, and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time. Obviously, we're talking about the National Wrestling Alliance. It is so good to see all of you, and so good to be back here hanging out talking about more NWA. And I'm glad I don't have to do it alone. Not only do I have all of you lovely people out there in chat world and just watching at home. Thank you for being here as well. Uh, I also have my life partners, Will Martin. Hey, Will. It still, it still shakes me every time you say that. It shakes me to my core. Oh, I don't know sorry. if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I believe <clears throat> nowadays the kids say shook. You're shook. Shooketh. Yeah, shooketh. Another man who shook, never shakes. He never, he laughs never seen in the him face shake. of danger. Is the doctor, the PhD is real, Dr. Rob Stinson. Hey, Rob. What's up, everybody, man? Good to hang out tonight, man. Can't wait to talk about Power Surge. What a great yeah, exactly. introductory Brand episode new. of Power Surge. Brand new show from NWA. Very cool, exciting uh, to get in to talk about. It was a shorter one than we're used to, so... Uh, you know, we'll get to fill in a lot of the, the gaps here in our time with talking to you guys. So make sure you stick around because we're definitely going to go to the audience and talk and find out a lot about what you guys are thinking today. And uh, anyway, uh, people ask me why I always have to specify that the PhD is real, Rob. And uh, I, I tell them it's because of the stuff you say on this show. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> but uh, it's always anyway. so erudite, though. They're they're wondering where do you? This guy's like blowing my mind. Well, it's because he's he's informed. Does it doesn't make That's, me right? Being a doctor doesn't make me right, but it should make me informed. Okay, should. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot of informed people that are still wrong. They just have knowledge. They just apply it indirectly or incorrectly. So we'll, we'll find out tonight what you think because we'll get into Always it. Always. Really. <laughs> All right. I thought we were going to get off on the right foot. Now you already. Okay. You, there's lots of insinuations going on, not only right here, but also on Power Surge tonight. So let's get right to it. Now, see, now you upset me. Well, so we, well, now the we're reason ready. I bring this up, I just feel like we have to establish that at the beginning because there is a lot of new news on Strictly Business. So we're going to get into that. And like I said, we're going to throw to the chat. We just want to let everybody know who we are real quick. We are from a show called This Is Pro Wrestling. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're currently right in the middle of a history of pro wrestling series you can check out. Also, we do reviews of other wrestling shows and this wrestling show especially. We're huge NWA fans. Not going to lie about that, but you know that going in. You're in a huge NWA fan. You're here right now hanging out. So uh, please check out This Is Pro Wrestling also over at our YouTube. It's youtube.com slash this is pro wrestling. I promise you'll love it. If you listen to the History of Pro Wrestling series, just dropped an episode today about the Gold Dust Trio. We're currently like marching from the beginnings all the way to where we are now in pro wrestling. I think you guys will dig it. Anyway, all right. All of that out of the way, let's talk about Power Surge. We are welcomed to the show uh, by our hosts, the lovely and talented Mae Valentine, and the uh, not equally but close as lovely Joe Galley. And uh, they're here to introduce us to the show. And uh, they start us off, guys, with a replay of Nick Aldis discussing the status of 
strictly business. Now, this was a point of contention for us uh, last week, I think, just uh, what what Nick Aldis meant here. And I think as we watch the show, it'll play out just where everybody in strictly business is at. But did you, Robin, going into this now, had your opinion changed any from, from where you were a week ago? There's a reason they call you clickbait Gary, and that's because you're always <laughs> trying to find a story where there's not a story. And I think you'll find as this episode develops that the champ is plain spoken. He said exactly what he means, and there's not some sort of nefarious subplot underneath there. The man is about excellence, and that's exactly what he was talking about. So don't don't try to don't try to week after week continue the process of trying to drive a wedge between everybody and strictly business and trying to create some sort of controversy that there's not. The bottom line is they're the they are the organization that represents the elite in the business, the elite in the business, and they will continue to be uh, a coherent, tightly knit organization as long as they are uh, continuously the elite in the business. It's that simple. All right. Well, Will, I don't know if you have anything. You Rob's making his play to uh, fill some of those uh, open spots, I guess. Well, uh, maybe when the NWA uh, shop opens back up, Rob could get a strictly business jacket. Ooh. Buy it. It's probably the only way you're going to get it, Rob, just to be honest. <laughs> and we know you will, so it's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, when they come back from this, Mike Paro is out at the table, and he does not look happy. Uh, May uh, brings up the fact that he was at NWA 70. That would have been what a lot of people would have seen him. He made an appearance there. She mentions the flag he brought out. He was maybe, I, I can't remember if they said he was the first openly gay wrestler in the National Wrestling Alliance, but she did go into that. And uh, Para was quick to, you know, acknowledge that, but then also say, cool, right? But then where did I go? Uh, you know, I wasn't even beaten at NWA 70. And for some reason, then I get sent to Japan and he has had to scratch and claw and fight his way back to get back to the NWA. But that's exactly what he did, because this is where you make your name. And uh, all, all the while he's doing this, he's smashing the table. He's he's begging on that a lot harder than I can. Uh, and so very, very upset, seems Mike. But uh, he says he earned his way back and just be forewarned. He's not going to be friendly. Uh, everybody including the world champion. They're on notice from Mike Pero. He has one message and it is fear me. And man, I, I can't lie. I got some chills watching Mike Pero out there uh, talking today on power surge. Will, how did, how did he come across to you? Man, he's got a fair point. I mean, it's something that I hadn't thought about before. Now I was just glad to see him in the NWA, but for him to, you know, remind us of the fact that, yeah, he did appear at NWA 70. And we talk about this all the time, that NWA 70 card, you can look at it. And since then, that entire card has become the who's who of the wrestling business. And, you know, with the exception of Mike Pero, who went to Japan and did scratch and claw his way to where he is now to, to being on NWA power. So I think he's got a legitimate ax to grind in this situation. And, I would be scared of him if I was to come in contact with him because I, I don't think he's messing around and I'm really interested to see uh, who gets in his path. If anyone tries to, I have a feeling if nobody gets in his path, he's going to put somebody in his own path because he's, he's got something to prove and 
um, he's he's out for blood at this point. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was great to hear from him. I thought it was a good reminder and, you know, interested to see where it goes. Rob, I've got to know, where are you on Mike Perro right now? Uh, I mean, I know what you're trying to to corner me into saying. Uh, you know, he called out the champions, uh, the world champions, the uh, the world's champion, the tag team champion. But you know what? I think that is – I'm with Will. I think that his message is entirely appropriate and that if you're going to come into the NWA, that is exactly the mentality you have to have. You're talking about people who get here because they are at the top of their game. They're ready to become – to make their mark on the world, on the profession. And if you're not coming into this business gunning for – the people that have the belts, the people that have the trophies, then you you're in it for the wrong reason. And so I don't take issue at all. And I honestly, I don't think anybody backstage is taking issue with what he said, but I do think they're taking note of what he said. I'm a little hurt that you think that I was trying to corner you into anything, Doc. I would never do that. First of all, I just was checking in to see your thoughts. It's part of the show. So you're getting very defensive. I need you to bring it back a little bit. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so next up, it's his tits. It's tits in here. Almost his tits is, uh, well, the next part of this show when uh, they go into showing you a, a video package there of Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. How about that? AEW loading some footage out so you can see a few clips from that matchup, their hardcore or Fall Scout Anywhere match. And, uh, unsanctioned thunder rosa taking out Britt baker there uh and a little bit of thunder rosa talking about how she hasn't forgotten about camille and uh you know she she seems to want another shot there when we come back camille is at the table and uh she is hanging out with joe galley and may valentine may and camille had a friendship last season of power and so uh it seems like things are tense now though like these two women talking to each other it got a little testy at certain points in there um and uh camille mainly starting off right off the bat with why does everybody keep talking about thunder rosa when i am sitting right here right now and uh anyway so she has clearly uh decided that the reason their match was huge a huge success is because she was in it everything is more of a success when camille is in it i mean again she's in strictly business you don't get into strictly business for having a low opinion of yourself uh that out of the way too joe galley um and may well actually i think it was may this time wasn't it that brought up uh what her thoughts were on nick aldis and the things he's been saying about strictly business so we're getting a little taste here of what the people actually in the group think and uh camille says she's not really worried about it she's not sure where nick's head's at uh but she and tom are a power couple and I assume that's with three R's, a power couple. And uh, if it was up to her, Tom would be in the world title picture. But uh, people don't know them. They don't know their personal lives and what they do outside of NWA power, what their friendships are like. Uh, either way, she's wearing the jacket. She's got the jacket. She's strictly business. And so she kind of left it at that. But that does make me wonder, does any of this change your perspective, Rob? Uh, that even she she kind of said she doesn't know where Nick's head's at. She seems unfazed, but I'm just curious uh, your thoughts, your takeaway here. 
Well, well, she didn't say it with the tone that you had. She wasn't like, I don't know where his head's at. She said, look, I don't know where his head's at. The man's a businessman here. I got the transcript right here, man. She said, I know where I'm heading. I know where Tom's heading. Nick's a businessman. May ask her if you, you sound upset. She says, no, you're just not used to me speaking. This is just the way I talk. She's got her jacket. She earned her jacket. And as far as she's concerned, she's strictly business. So again, you, you continue, Gary, to try to make a, here we are, this is the second or third time in less than 15 minutes that we've already delved into this topic. You're trying to dig something out of this where there's nothing there. There's nothing there. She's strictly business. Tom Latimer strictly. And by the way, she's right. Tom Latimer should be in the world title picture. But you know who the first person to say that probably is? Nick Aldis. So quit trying to, man, look, quit trying to get your little clicks, okay? You know, it's funny, though, because don't don't we remember the other week on NWA Power where Nick Aldis, I mean, they showed kind of a clip of it later on in here, too, with, with Trevor Murdoch's got his back to the entrance way. And you see, I, I got a really good shot of Nick Aldis just casually sidestepping like he knew what was coming when Chris Adonis attacked Trevor Murdoch from behind. Also, do you remember, by the way, earlier in NWA Power, do you remember when Camille, the first day on the job with Strictly Business that Camille had, uh, she was already like hanging out with Nick Aldis, but the first like, like when Strictly Business was a thing, uh, wasn't it? What were they? Oh, it was when they jumped Tim Storm and Camille <laughs> attacked him. That's that's when it happened. So I guess sue me if I'm a little suspicious sometimes of the things and actions that go on in Strictly Business. Mm -hmm. The words, what they say. Will am I a that's crazy person? One man. No, uh, you are a crazy person, but not because of that. There's, there's other things that make you crazy. Um, <clears throat> this so this is an interesting scenario. I I I not trying to be peacemaker here. Uh, there's enough tension between uh, Gary and Rob right now, but I kind of see both sides of this. I mean, so I think I even said this last week. I mean, I, there's a, a part of me that definitely respects Nick's position, and, and he's definitely a businessman, and he's doing businessman things at this point he is saying hey you know if better options come along if somebody loses their their focus or their performance deteriorates their positions up for grabs you know and so i don't necessarily have a problem with that um i mean <clears throat> with camille's comments specifically it was a little eyebrow raising because just when she kind of casually slipped in that note about, you know, Tom should be in the world title picture. I mean, you got to know Tom's frustrated right now. I mean, he, he back for the attack, he went to the time limit, which essentially cost him, you know, his, a, a world a TV title. And that would have been a ticket for him to the top. So, you know, he's got to be frustrated. I know he's come back and won a tag match since then, but, you know, I don't know. I can't speculate because I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Just like Camille said, you don't know what goes on in their personal lives and how things are. But it just seems to me like if my brain does start churning and this isn't clickbait, Gary, this is just overthinking will here. You know, there could be some trouble in paradise just based on uh, if you read into some of the comments. You don't think there's a little right. bit of a strain on the relationship, Rob? It, you would have to read into the comments. You would, that's exactly right. Well, and I agree with like 98% of what Will just said. 
So here's the thing, man. Every time I listen to you, Gary, I feel like I'm watching the a, 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 a movie Coming to America in the barbershop, and you're like, Rocky Marciano, Rocky Marciano. That's day one. All you critics of Strictly Business always got to go back years ago, back to the Tim Storm issue. All right. And that has nothing to do with what's going on right now. It has nothing to do with it. And uh, Nick, all this like so casually, haphazardly, or, or just so like deliberately sidestepped when he saw Adonis coming, wouldn't you do it too? I mean, it's not like he wasn't facing the man when he seen him come out of the curtain. The guy's like six foot eight or something like that. He's a big dude. And I would sidestep that was not, as well. That was but not a know. surprised nah. sidestep, Rob. That was a like, I'm going to straighten my coat and answer, as I answer gently me this. stepped. It was a little grim. Answer me this. Here, here's what you cannot answer, though. Here's what you cannot answer. Did Nick Aldis or Chris Adonis invite Trevor Murdoch out to interrupt his interview? Yes or no? I mean, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. That I mean, has to do with the just, fact that that never would have happened. That never would have happened if Trevor Murdoch had not come in to a time that he was not scheduled to be there. That never would have happened. So your whole plot theory is completely debunked. It's just common sense. And you got to go back a year and a half back to the Tim Storm issue to try to help make your case. And it just, it's sad, Gary. It's sad. Well, as much what? as I'm sure people want to hear us uh, rehash things from three years ago, we should probably move on into Power Surge because there's a lot more to talk about. All right. Thank fine. you. Hey, can can I make one more point? We're all baseball fans oh. here. We're all baseball fans. Thought we were moving you know, on. But. I mean, no, we going to, but I, I got to make one more point about, about being the elite and, and maintaining your position in strictly business in an organization like that. It's just like any other organization. You are there and as long as you were effective. You know, one of my favorite Braves players and one of uh, Will Martins, we're both big Braves fans here. I know we got a lot of different baseball fans from different teams, but we're Braves fans, okay? We're Atlanta-based and, and whatnot. One of my favorite players is Charlie Culberson. Guess what? He's no longer with the team anymore. It's nothing personal. It's strictly business. You go on and, and now you don't meet the needs of the team. And I think that's where everybody's getting at. And I don't know why that's such a hard concept to understand. You guys are all professionals. We've all had to have those kind of tough conversations before with people that we might personally like. But from a strictly business standpoint, it just doesn't work out anymore. The numbers don't add up. That's all I'm saying. But... But I got to ask you too, like you, you, you in a job that you're okay. You know what? Well, I'm just saying you don't also go around flaunting it that like, oh, I could drop you at any time. That's also kind of a uh, arrogant, weird move to make. You know, <laughs> you know. That's maybe the silliest comment you make. <laughs> it's up. Uh, it. It's oh, it's only in a business where you're fighting for world championships. Okay, that's not the business I'm in. <laughs> so they're fighting it by definition. They're fighting in a business where you promote yourself. So yet you're wrong again. Another one in the win column for the doc. <laughs> Whatever, Rob. If you're keeping score at home, that's five for the doc and zero for Gary. Perfect. All right. Well, I'll just. I but I love you. But I love you, Gary. You make you frustrate me, but I love you. Whatever, Rob. <clears throat> uh, all right. So let's uh, let let let's do move on. Velvet Sky is with Joe Galley now out at ringside, and they are calling the next match, which is Jeremiah Plunkett from Tater Pillar. Is that right? Is it Tater Pillar? Yeah. Yeah. Tater Pillar. And uh, he's taking on. Uh, our boy Mims, 
Matthew Mims. He's like, Matthew Mims. Big strong boy. Hashtag it. Big strong boy. Uh, love some Mims. Love some Plunkett. And uh, this is student versus teacher. This is, this is everything you could want out of a matchup. 16 years on Plunkett. And Mims is fresh as a daisy. And the world's out in front of him. He's just got to go out there and grab it. And he's, we've seen him around more. They do play up that factor, too, that this is a new territory for Plunkett, while Mims has had some more experience on, in the uh, studio. But just a great back-and-forth match. I've got no complaints about it. I, and another thing about it, well, I guess I should say, Mims does pick up the win here, uh, gets a big win over his teacher with uh, the move I can't confirm. It's called the hookup. And uh, just a dominating move. And uh, good to see Mims pick up a, a W here. And uh, just, I don't, I was going to say, I don't want to go too inside baseball, but I also want to say one thing I noticed about this is that props to the GPB camera crew and all of the people that work there because these matches just look so good. And over WrestleMania weekend, I noticed this on some shows and just like the, Amounts of cuts that these shows make, and just the studio just looks so good. It just gets the action perfectly, and I just, I just have to give props to uh, Billy Trask over the director position and uh, that crew there at uh, GPB. Just awesome stuff. We'll throw it. We'll throw one out to Sherry Shaw and Jesse Cop too while we're at it. Just uh, directing the uh, stage there. But uh, anyway, Will, I'll throw to you first. How'd you feel about this match? How you feeling about Mimsy? All of those things. Yeah, first of all, totally agree about production. Um, watched a lot of wrestling in the past month or so, and by far NWA power and, and the show that happens in the GPB studios is, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm there. Like it's not, I, I don't feel like, you know, it, things are cutting and I'm like, you know, I'm not sure where I'm at. It, it's very, it's just a good wrestling show it's well made so agree with you on that point for this match i i thought i thought the stake for me the stakes felt pretty high maybe higher maybe i was blowing it up in my mind but you know when you're talking teacher versus student that's a big deal man like if i ever i don't know that i've ever been in a position where like somebody taught me something and then i had to go compete against them in that thing you know so you got to put yourself in in the shoes of a mims and what he had to be feeling stepping in the ring with Jeremiah Plunkett. So, you know, and yeah, to your point, you know, Mims uh, has, has appeared in an NWA ring before and Jeremiah Plunkett is, is a newbie in that ring. So it's, it's just an interesting dynamic. And I was really intrigued to see how it would play out. And I thought, you know, for a while, that was a pretty equal match. And we just got down to the end and it just seemed like Mims just had more gas in the tank and uh, he outlasted Plunkett and, and got the win. I'm excited to see Mims get his hand raised like that in a singles match in the NWA. Uh, I think big things are in store for him. If he can roll with the momentum and, um, you know, keep moving forward and keep doing that kind of stuff like he did tonight. And uh, I think the sky's the limit for him. Rob, got to hear your thoughts on. Uh, I know you're you're a longtime uh, Tennessee wrestling fan, so you're familiar with both these guys. How, how'd you feel about this yeah. matchup tonight? I uh, I can't say enough good things about Jeremiah Plunkett or uh, Matthew Mims. Again, I've seen these guys uh, for a long, long time. I've seen I followed 
uh, Matthew Mims's career with great interest since really he started in Plunkett. Um, I became familiar with him about six or seven years ago. Um, and they're just fantastic. Anytime these guys are so skilled and we, we have not seen the last of either one of these guys, both things, both guys have uh, big things in store for them. I did want to point out a little piece here, Jeremiah Plunkett, um, it, during his 16 years of experience, also had a run as an NWA champion in the pre-Lightning One era prior to the ownership of President William Patrick Corrigan as the NWA Southern champion. I don't know if that trophy is still recognized or not today, but at one point it was considered an NWA title, and it was a title that was shared uh, or held at one point by guys like Steve Carino, by Chase Stevens, and, of course, by uh, the great Josephus Hudson. Um, and uh, so, he, you know, he's he is no stranger to uh, – to the ring. He's no stranger to Matthew Mims. And when they describe this as a teacher versus student match, they are 100% accurate. This was a fantastic match. If these guys wrestle 20 times, you know, Plunkett comes out on top 10 times. Mims comes out on top 10 times. Uh, I love this matchup. I want to see more of it. I love seeing these guys get some recognition by being invited to be part of uh, uh, the national wrestling Alliance and, uh, and, uh, Oh, the match was fantastic. I'm proud of Mims for pulling this off against a great, really worthy uh, Jeremiah Plunkett and uh, a tough match. Mims wins the match with, a, I guess they called the, mat, uh, the the move the hookup at the end. Yeah, the hookup. And then they make the comment that the torch has been passed. Yeah, the torch has been passed. Mims showing his medal on Power Surge, but I, I have to say that Plunkett showed his medal too. This is a great match. I can't wait to see both of them again. Perfect. Um, well said, Doc. Um, so we're going to uh, move on to the very end of Power Surge here. Before we get there, we just want to remind you to stick around. If you're in the chat right now, we're going to be taking your comments. We want to hear from you guys what you like about Power Surge, what you're liking about the NWA right now in general. Um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about, so plenty to go through. We've uh, Obviously, we've we've gotten into it a little bit, so we're, we've extended the conversation about a shorter show. Uh, we could end up going as long as we do on a normal episode. But anyway. Let's move on. Just a reminder that we are from a show called This Is Pro Wrestling, and we'd love it if you gave us a subscribe over at youtube.com slash thisispro-wrestling, or you can follow us on any podcast feed that you want to over at Spotify or iTunes, Stitcher, Snack Shack, as Rob would say, wherever, wherever you get your... Uh, we're on, your, we're on my, man, we're on MySpace. We're on uh, all of them, man. Switch, all, <laughs> all that stuff. More importantly, though, if you're not subscribed to the NWA's YouTube channel, you should also do that. That would be great. And uh, hopefully you didn't miss. Hopefully all, everybody here saw Power Search because it's a lot of fun. And we got more power coming up next week. So you got to be on Fight TV to do that. So you got to go over there and subscribe. And so that would be awesome to have all of you watching along with us so we can get back here and talk about these episodes. All right, let's move in. We get a little bit more of a recap of some power stuff, uh, mainly fixated here on Pope and uh, his run right now with uh, the TV title. He's been carrying it with pride and uh, doing a fantastic job. And so he's having a little bit of an interaction with Titus, who keeps uh, showing up at ringside and, and taunting Pope. And it seems like they're headed for a collision course. Uh, but oh, did, you, the, did you say Titus? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Tyrus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said Titus. Anyway, I just had to get. Yeah. 
I thought I was messed up. Sorry, go ahead. I was. I think I was. Uh, I watched WrestleMania this weekend. I was thinking of Titus O'Neil, so that's probably what happened. I don't know. No. <laughs> that's my only excuse. Anyway, Tyrus. I'm so sorry to Mr. Tyrus. He's very large, and I don't want to make him angry. So to Mr. Tyrus. Uh, anyway, so he is. Uh, inter- he's not, not interfering with Pope. He's. Uh, he's just. You know, like I said, taunting him. I guess that's the best word. Just uh, trying to coax him into a matchup. And so Pope, in the meantime, is having to deal, obviously, with Fred Rosser. He's had his title defenses that he had to go through. He did manage to overcome the fight with uh, Fred Rosser this last week. And so that was good to see another victory for Pope. I think he's at three now, if I'm not mistaken. You can fact check me on that. But uh, that lucky seven means he gets to cash in for a World's Heavyweight Championships spot which would be quite a match seeing him versus Nick Aldis. And I don't know. It's kind of funny because it seems like Nick Aldis doesn't think anybody's stepping up and the Pope is blazing a path right to him. And I say that only because the next segment we've got is Nick Aldis out with Joe Galley and Mae Valentine. And he very much strictly, I mean, basically says Rob probably has the transcript, but he says something about like, you know, he's had extra time on his hands because nobody's really spread their wings and uh, seemed like uh, an appropriate challenger, basically, is what he's going for. It gives him time to evaluate and focus more on the business. Um, I think they watched the show because it feels like they had a similar discussion uh, at the table here is what we have every week so far. But um, he does point out a lot of the things that Rob said. So I'll give him this, that, that, that people like Latimer are and strictly business, not because he was the best man at his wedding or something, but because he operates at an elite level. And Adonis, they do also cover that aspect. And Adonis is not officially a member, according to Nick Aldis here. Um, and then we end on Nick Aldis directly addressing the fans, everybody who stuck around, who signed up, who subscribed over on Fight TV and are watching the show. He said to all of them, you're welcome. Uh, seems like a humble way uh, to address your your fans. And uh, as always, when it comes to these matters of the heart, I'll throw right to Doc Stinson. Most of us who are educated at some point went through high school. And when we went through high school and didn't want to read Macbeth or Hamlet, we bought the Cliff Notes. And when we bought the Cliff Notes, we became acutely aware of the fact that the teacher also had the cute uh, the cliff notes and never asked any of the deep um, you know piercing questions and and she was able to skim through all the errors of fact and fallacy that come when you when you just just crassly summarize things the way that Gary seems to do on a weekly basis because at no point in this monologue did Nick all to say no one has has stood up he never said that what he said, because I have the transcript, what he said is that there's not that one person who is breaking through. And there, there's a big difference there when you say no one has stood up or no one's you know, spread their wings and no one is breaking through. What he means, I think, is that in the NWA, you have a lot of challengers. And that one challenger that's going to be the penultimate challenger has not emerged. But there are lots of worthy challengers. I think that's what he was saying. So, you know, you, you, you got, you put a little slant on it there, Gary. Um, go ahead. I mean, it sounds you like say. you're, you're, I know you want I'm to. just saying, it sounds like you're also saying what you think he's saying. 
I'm just quoting the man. I'm quoting the man. He says, he says, I heard you just say like 20 uh, times right then. It's like, I think what he's saying is. He said, I heard your question to me. It speaks to your particular journalistic technique. Let me make it unequivocally clear. When I laid out what was happening, the standard that I sat, that I set was way up here. Just because Tom and I broke into the business and he was the best man at my wedding, it has nothing to do with them being a part of Strictly Business. They are in Strictly Business because they are elite level. That's what he said. And then he said, and that's where you're getting at because he's had time because you haven't had that one distinctive competitor. You haven't had that Dusty Rhodes emerge yet or that that one particular opponent. You've got this this this, op, this word of the opposition, which he says at the beginning of his monologue. You have it spread out. It's allowed the... Uh, the the champ to sit back and kind of have a, a broad perspective to analyze things and to and to and to kind of place um himself and the members of strictly business in a proper orientation and perspective when it comes to the directions that are heading so again you just seem fixated on this idea of trying to drive a wedge trying to create controversy where there's none and when's it going to end gary Listen, I'm asking questions. That's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to ask the right questions to get some conversation going, Rob. I'm not trying. I don't want to fight with you. It seems like you want to fight with me. Um, I'll be honest, the way that you suck up to Nick Alda sometimes, it sounds like, I don't I don't know. It sounds like, they, you know, some some babies get dropped on their heads. It sounds like somebody threw you against a wall. Uh, but Well, it, what just, it seems like to me is that you just cannot acknowledge the fact that Everybody that they put in front of this man, he's defeated. That he's been champion now. He says it. He says, I have someone to keep up with that for me. You know who that person is? Yeah, we yes. all know who that person is. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not keeping track of that stuff. But no, why doesn't why don't you guys want to simply acknowledge that maybe we should take him at face value? Maybe the champ means exactly what he says. What he's always I, I, said, I, he's always done. I feel like I gave you like a couple of scenarios earlier why you wouldn't take him at face value. I mean, there, there's, there's history there, with there Nick Rocky Marciana, Rocky Marciana. Will <laughs> step in here. Come on, Will, Will, you gotta, no, this is too fun, man. I'm just watching. I wish I had some popcorn. This is. I'm great. just, I'm just curious. Like, what are your thoughts, Will? I mean, am I, am I being too hard on the champ here, or am I being a proper, a proper journalist? An investigative well, journalist here. I, I would say neither. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> call any any of the three of us an investigative journalist. Um, we're, we'll leave we're, that to Cali. We're yeah, we're we're wrestling fans, man, and, and that's that's part of of the um, the draw of of this great sport is we don't know everything. I mean, we fill in the gaps in our own minds because we don't know. That's what makes it exciting. So. You know, to a certain extent, it's it's fun to to, you know, speculate on things like this. And I mean, for me personally, you know, I, I'm going to tend to lean towards Gary when it comes to, you know, assuming intent and things like that, which I get it, Rob. We can't we can only take people at face value. I'm not saying I can't I'm not taking the champ at face value. I'm just saying, you know. Typically, there's more more than meets the eye when it comes to these kind of scenarios. I mean, we've we've all been fans of this great sport for long enough to know that in in a sport where, as you said earlier, Rob, the goal is to 
claw your way to the top to beat people to get there. You know, not everybody in in the organization has the most noble of intentions. So you do have to watch your back. I mean, just like Nick told Trevor Murdoch, you know, don't turn your back on your opponent. Don't don't assume things and don't, you know, don't don't put yourself in a position where you're not ready for something. So I think as wrestling fans, that's exactly what we're doing. We're saying, okay, it could go this way. It could go this way. We don't know. We have to watch it play out. What he's saying, Rob, is that we could agree with you, but then we'd all be wrong. And that's just not what <laughs> that's not the show we're trying to run here. <sighs> Again, I feel you. there you go, man. There you go. All right. I, well, I, I, I do want to say, Robbie, let me the say brain one here. thing. <laughs> I really like what my two favorite components of power surge since this is the first time we've been introduced to this um presentation since we we we've come back um my two favorite things about this obviously number one would be may valentine i think her questioning is on point i think she's not afraid to address the elephant in the room and i really like seeing her out there with joe galley it was fantastic my second favorite part about this i love that rundown at the end when they run down all the major happenings in, that's going on, just to yep. just in case someone woke up today and said, "You know what, NWA's back. I want to get on board with the with the best, hottest thing in pro wrestling." They can watch this episode and immediately know exactly what's happening and be ready for next week's episode of Power. So they ran down, you know, six or seven different events that that are that are going on right now that are driving all of our interests and curiosities and everything and um so i really like that rundown that they did right before um may valentine and joe galley had that that sit down discussion with the champ that was that was pretty cool good stuff. hats off to the producers and to echo what gary said earlier we've been in this studio we've seen it what that camera crew does and what those directors and producers do to produce that high quality of content is unparalleled nobody does it like them they are the best in the game and that's why that's just one of the million reasons why we are in WA for life. Well, um, with that said, we want to throw it out to the crowd here. I'll let these guys talk. I, I guess I'll, uh, I'll maybe uh, go to Will first, but I just want to ask this to the chat. We want to hear from you guys while well, we got a little bit of time here to uh, hear what you guys think. How did you feel about Power Surge? Uh, how did you feel about the format? I saw some people calling it like a uh, recap show, and uh, I didn't really. I really feel like it was a recap show. I mean, there were two like video packages. There, there was too much new stuff for it to be a recap. I mean, a recap show is just it's purely things that have already happened. I mean, we had Mike Perro come out. We had a conversation, a tense conversation with Camille. We had a tense conversation with the champ. We had an incredible match, teacher versus student. So yeah, not not a recap show by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, Short watch shows. any wrestling, watch any wrestling show out there, and tell me, find me one that doesn't show highlights of previous things that happened, because that's just par for the course in wrestling. That doesn't make it a recap show. Yeah, it's a short show to be sure, but yeah, I didn't feel like a recap show at all. But I am curious what you guys think in the chat. Also, uh, curious, Rob, right now, if you had to guess or guess, if you had to pick. You have a favorite thing going on in the NWA right now? Somebody that you're just having more fun than normal tracking in the NWA as far as like uh, a feud or a, a, a athlete 
any of them? Like just somebody that stands out right now or something that's standing out for you that's a favorite? Um, I am uh, completely intrigued by what's going on right now between Camille and Thunder Rosa. I think, um, you know, we, we all sat here for a year and just imagined what this would look like when it would play out. We thought it would be like World War III, and it's, it's shaping up to be just that. So I'm really enjoying the exchange and the intensity that these two magnificent athletes are bringing. I'm loving this a lot. This is a lot of fun to watch as a fan. Front row in the chat saying, uh, Power Surge is a good opportunity to or for folks to get themselves over and move stories forward. I do wish it was longer. Uh, yeah, definitely. It was a uh, little less than 30 minutes. Uh, not, it was right at 30, but uh, yeah, definitely just flew by. So I could, I could definitely feel that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dead Kobe saying 50% of it was recap. I don't agree with that. I think there, there was like two minutes of recap. I mean, when you add up the video packages, probably something like that, two or three minutes of those 30, it definitely wasn't 15 minutes of recap. Let's see here. I think too you had a you had a lot of opportunity for for the stars to to kind of flesh out what's on their mind, and uh, you know uh, when you when when you look at what we talked about tonight, a lot of this is discussion about what their where their minds are at and what their intentions are, and that is a for me as a wrestling fan. I mean that's like. That's what I'm in it for. I mean, I love obviously I love the matches first and foremost, but uh, I love to hear uh, Camille come out there and express herself. I love her to say, "Look, you've not heard me talk. This is how I talk, and this is where, where Tom and I are at." I love to hear the champ come out and speak as only he can speak with authority on uh, you know where he's taking this company as the presumptive head of the company and the head of its most elite entity, strictly business. That's not recap. That's that's. Uh, filling in the gaps that's adding you know that's adding meat to to everything and adding additional context and that's exactly what i think the nwa appeals to a a, a very intelligent fan base and i think most of the people that are watching the show meet that quality and and they're looking for to, to be provoked intellectually um you know emotionally athletically all those aesthetically all those things uh and I think they just the NWA continues to bring it, and this is a good way to to round out. And there is recap there. I don't think that's a bad thing, but not just to recap, but to develop further what's what's going on right now. And we we learned a lot tonight. We learned a lot. This is the first time we heard of, you know, what's really on the mind of Camille and Nick Aldis when he said, "Hey, everybody's spots up for grabs." So that that's that's enrichment that we haven't had yet. I, I love this stuff. And and my only critique, my only critique is that it's too short because I could watch this for six, seven, eight hours. Well, I mean, that could be said for power, any pay-per-view. I mean, we could watch NWA for 24 hours straight and probably be fine. So, I mean, Power Surge was great. It was not a recap show. We can spend all night talking about that, but let's talk about the real things that are going on. I'm interested to hear what people in the chat think is next for Mims, and I want to know who they think Paro is going to have to run through to continue to prove his point. Cause I'm racking my brain thinking of everyone that I know in the NWA, there's some big guys 
that I would love to see in the ring with Mike Pero. There's uh, a, clearly a path for Mims, whether it's a TV title shot, whether it's uh, you know a national title. Shot. I mean, he's got to insert himself if he wants to continue to build momentum. He's going to have to insert himself in in one of these either title pictures or somebody that's close to a title picture if he wants to continue to climb that ladder. So I'd love to hear from the chat what they think is next for for Mims and Mike Pero because that's you know the stuff with the champ and the stuff with Camille. Obviously, that's that's top notch, and we can sit here and talk about that for an hour. But how about all this other you know hot stuff that we got tonight? You know, Mike Pero. Matthew Mims, what's next for them? So I'd love to hear some opinions from the chat if anybody wants to chime in. Just a few thoughts on the uh, show, just as you guys get your thoughts together on what you want to see out of those uh, are, are, are newbies, I guess you could even say, even though Perro's been around for a while too. Uh, Wrestling Soup saying uh, this show was like Wrestling Superstars in a good way. Some catch up, but new material for the week and insight. Uh, totally agree with that. Stay with Fiona here. Uh, she is saying, well, I just lost it. There it is. I like the mix. Good to see more of the wrestlers be able to have the spotlight on them. That isn't just a promo. Hope the interviews remain. Uh, polka dot Pam agreeing with you, Rob, that, uh, she's also loving Thunder Rosa versus Camille. Um, and let's see here. Wrestling. Soup and let me send some love to polka dot Pam. I, I, polka dot Pam. This, this is an that, NWA fam. You pointed at two right different here. places. <laughs> You pointed I was, like, I was like, I was pointing. Look, you don't know <laughs> wherever Polka Dot Pam is. Look, wherever she is, hopefully everywhere, she is an NWA fam OG. Much love to my girl. Wrestling Soup saying it was a bite sized episode that focused on catching people up to speed and getting feedback from the talent. Uh, that's well said. I think that's about as succeed as you could put that. That's a that's a really good thought. Uh, thanks for that, Wrestling Soup. Uh, also, uh, some talk here about Camille looking like Sarah Cotter tonight. So that's interesting. So some Terminator. Will, have you seen Terminator? Yeah, of course. Okay. So, but that's, yeah. it's fair that you would ask about <laughs> that. I don't, I don't blame you for asking me. The, Ryan the Romano. Movies I oh. haven't seen. Yeah. Well, you haven't seen Star Wars, so I don't assume anything anymore. So Which one is that? Yeah. yeah. Have you not seen like even the clone? Have you seen the Clone Wars or any like the animated ones or any of them? I've seen the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars because my uh, my toddler Uh, likes that. Never on Disney. Carry on, Gary. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Romano in the chat saying Paro versus Jax Dane. There we go. There we go. Now we're talking. I think there's a good chance of that, Ryan. I think. And more ways than one, like because I mean, obviously, Pero has a sight set and is capable of competing as a singles wrestler, same with Jack State. But both of them are also part of big time tag teams as well. So you've got the end and the war kings. And so those two have a couple of different ways their paths can cross. So I think there's a solid chance Pero and Jack State are going to be standing face to face in the studio at some point. All right, let's see what else we got here. Dead Kobe says, no hate for the newcomers, but they do need to work up the ladder a bit. So he's uh, he's wanting to see some more out of the new newbies. Um, Ryan Romano's calling Mibs versus Rosser. That's his other call for the match. So I like that one too. And you want to talk about somebody that could, uh, if you think Mibs is still a little new here, 
that's a guy who could who could take him places real fast, like as far as learning the business. Fred Rosser's all over the place and uh, the excellent, excellent wrestler. So would love to see that. Yeah, we had some other input here in the chat. Let me see. Uh, Dave Scooby saying he'd love to see Pero take on Tyrus or Titus, whatever you want to call him, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I just my mind goes goes racing when I think about the possibilities because the NWA is so robust right now in terms of the variety of people that are are part of the promotion, the the possibilities there. And when you got a guy as angry as Mike Pero, who who's he going to go through? You know what I mean? Everybody. That's who he wants to go through. But who are going to be those key people that are standing in his way that he's going to have to to get through? So, yeah, Jack Stane, Tyrus, Tom Latimer. I mean, somebody mentioned in there also uh, they'd love to see him win the national title or be in that uh, in that picture. And that would be a fascinating, you know, thing if he went after Chris Adonis. I mean, if that was the way he wanted to prove himself. So who knows, man? Yeah, because oh, uh, he, he put everybody on notice. And so I, I, I would think that that would pertain to or extend to every singles competitor in the NWA and every potential tag team. Because I'm thinking of like Perro and Odinson at the end easily matching up. And we alluded to the workings earlier, but also strictly business. And, um, you know, some of the other combinations uh, that, that are there. So, you know, he came out and threw down the gauntlet. My only thing is, like, be careful what you ask for because you just you just now didn't – I don't think you upset anybody backstage, but you put everybody on notice and, therefore, everybody took note of you. And now you've got a target on your back. Well, I well, think it's what you, you were you – feel free, You feel free to say that to Mike Perro. I will not. I will just move out of his way and let him. <laughs> I mean, I think it just goes to, yeah, I think it just goes to Doc's other point about, I mean, this is what you're there for. You're there to work your way up the ladder. And that's uh, what better way to yep. set, set your expectations right there. Set everyone else's expectations. I should say uh, that if he sees you and you're across from him in the ring, he's going to plow through you. He's going to hurt you. You should be afraid of him. Um, Chat's firing up here. Some great stuff in there. Uh, Damien wants to see more of Odinson. I'm sure you will. Uh, they, they haven't forgotten about him. Um, let's see here. I saw uh, Terry mentioned Pero versus Murdoch. Another good Haas fight there. That'd be a lot of fun. NWA is, is if nothing else, they are good for some Haas fights right now. There are some big boys in the NWA. So uh, lots of stuff to look for there. John Farmer with a great question. Who will be... Sal's partner. Any guesses Ooh. out there? Like Sal's looking for a for a partner to take on the tag team champs. Uh, yeah, he's gonna, he, he's, he had he had posted on social media that he was taking applications, so uh, it must still be up in the air. I don't know. That that's a tough one because I I feel like I feel like everyone has their sights set on something right now. And I don't know that they would want to derail that. So I don't know, might be somebody out of left field. We're not thinking of, but maybe Mims, but I feel like after, you know, defeating Jeremiah Plunkett, I don't think he wants to go into a, a tag team with somebody. I think he's wanting to continue a singles run, but I'm just trying to think of, you know, people out there on the fringe that would want, want a shot. So I don't know. 
I see front row in the chat said, mentioning he wants right, well, Matt Cross. So is Craig and uh, Ryan Romano that, says, what if what Matt Cross is Styles Romano? Yeah. Go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking Matt Cross. That that's No, that's the first name that came to mind. I think of like – I wouldn't think Mims because Mims has already had a successful match with Slice Boogie. They took down the War Kings. Um, uh, then I think of guys like Jordan Clearwater. Who, who we've seen uh, that would, I think would just be itching to make their name uh, in the tag team division uh, to, to, to lay claim to the most traditional laden tag team in history. But the first name that came to my mind, man, Matt cross, how, how would that be? <laughs> that would yeah, be, that'd a, be awesome. A, an outstanding tag team, man. It yeah. would be. I that'd mean, be if, really, if, really if Sal, if Sal can make it happen, man, he he's, He's a wheeler dealer, man. If he can pull it together and and convince Matt Cross to, you know, join him in a corner of the ring, that that would be that'd be a fine tag team match. I'd be good with that. Wrestling Soup, I see your yeah. question in there about who the uh, blue chipper is from NWA, but I'll tell you what. Hopefully, you can join us next week on the show, and uh, we'll try to bring that discussion up with the chat because that'll be fun, especially once more power comes back. We're running up on eight o'clock here, guys. It's time for us to head out. You got, you know, we're not going to hide from it. We got your first episode of NXT coming up on uh, Tuesday night for the first time. You know, not that we want to send you away, but hopefully you got your NWA in and uh, you can move on to, to that end piece or whatever you're doing from this point forward. But we just want to say uh, for the bottom of my heart, Thank you so much for being here and chatting with us. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. And I'm saying that our, you know, there's a disclaimer at the beginning that our opinions don't reflect those of the NWA, and that's true. But I think that because this post show exists, the NWA would say the same thing right now. They are grateful to each and every one of you fans. They are trying very hard to come up with new ideas, new programming. And uh, if Power Surge wasn't your thing, no worries, baby birds. They'll feed you next week. NWA Power is back, and you can bet your butt it is going to be awesome. But, Will, Rob, anything else you wanted to add before we wrap this thing up? Nah, that was fun. I like Power Surge. I think it's going to be a, a really good um, filler for the weeks where there's no new episode of Power. And uh, just thankful that we have new content. Uh, we went a year with no NWA. I feel like I already have to remind people, that the NWA paused for a whole year and now it's back. Like this is like Christmas every Tuesday at six Oh five. So whether it's power or power surge, you know, take your pick. So. Yeah. Well, again, um, you can see our uh, handles there for all of the social media at this is Will Martin. And this is Dr. Stinson at this is Gary Horn. I don't want to cut off Rob anymore. Like I've been doing all night. So I'm going to let him talk here. I just, he's anxious. Going. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna. I, no, I, I was just about to say, you know, hey, we we enjoyed hanging out with you guys. We love you guys. This is the hashtag NWA fam. When you're on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or MySpace or Farmers Only or whatever you're into, make sure you hashtag that NWA fam. Uh, you can engage us on our private uh, social media handles at this is Gary Horn at this is Will Martin at this is Doctor Stinson. We are very approachable. We will engage, discuss you. We respond to any questions that you have for us. Um, uh, please subscribe to the NWA channel. Uh, they're the reason that we're here. Uh, they're the greatest wrestling entity in the history of the world, as Gary points out every week. Also, subscribe to our channel. This is Pro Wrestling at TIPW Show. 
on all the social media. Love you, man. And this is something that we look forward to every week, spending this time. This is the highlight of the week. It's downhill from here until next Tuesday night when we get to be back here with you to do the power of you. All right. Well, I couldn't have said it better ourselves. We hope you do go subscribe to our YouTube and uh, we hope you uh, follow us online and we can uh, continue this conversation and all get together next Tuesday night to watch NWA Powers return. And uh, we'll see you here right after at 7.05. But until then, everybody, please enjoy your gravy cake.